קומו השם ויפוצו אויבך וינוסים משנאיך מפניך ובנוחו יוימה שובה השם לבוס אלפי ישראל. אז you know that in this parasha, these two פסוקים, there is a upside down nun that precedes it and that's the end of it. Before the Hebrew sign in the Torah is upside down nun and after it was upside down nun And therefore, Vayib and Sayyid Ha'orai is designated as a separate Chumash. And therefore, it's a separate Chumash. So obviously, from, from the beginning of Amidbar, till Vayib and Sayyid is a Chumash. Vayib and Sayyid are in itself as a Chumash. And from Vayib and Sayyid till the end of Amidbar is a third Chumash. So according to Chazal, Chumash Bamidbar is three Chumashim. And if Chumash Bamidbar is three Chumashim, So we have seven Chumashim. Bereshit, Shmois, Vayikra, Bamidbar, 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 and Varm, which is seven. And that's what it says in the, in, 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 in the Pasuk. Chochmos, Bonso, Beso. Chochmos built their house. Chotzva, Amudeho, Shiva. And she dug seven Amudim, which is Sheva, Chumshe, Torah, according to Chazal. Now this is something important for us. Because we know that there's a concept of a Chumash. We know Chumash Bereshit has a very special message. We know Shemais has a special message. Vayikva has a special message. Now, Bamidbar is three Chumashim. Now, each one of these Chumashim obviously has a very special message. And I think it would be a good idea for any one of us on the way home to think for a moment. These two famous Pesukim that we say... Every Monday and Thursday, every Shabbos, Vayhi bin Soya ha'orein v'yemem Moshe, Kuma Hashem v'yafutza o'yvecho, v'yanusim asanech mipanecho, u'v'nucha yoymar, shuvah Hashem rivo salfa Yisroel. This is a Chumash. And obviously there's a very special message here, and this is not my discussion today. This is homework. <laughs> this is not my discussion. What I would like to discuss is a brief message, a brief word, about the first two Chumashim, and put emphasis into the third Chumash. Now, the first Chumash of Bamidbar, the first Chumash of Bamidbar, describes the machne of the Jewish people when they went out of Mitzrayim. And the Torah describes at length how the Jewish people were set up surrounding the Oren. Hashem's Oren, the Shekhinah, was in the center And there were four camps of Yehuda, Machna Yehuda, and <coughs> Ruvay, and Menashe. There were four camps. I don't remember. I'm, I'm, just, I'm a little nervous now, so I don't remember exactly the names. Four camps around the, the Beis Amikdash, around the Shekhinah. And inside there was Machna Leviya, which was Gershon, Kohos, and Merovi, and Meshul Rabbeinu. And a whole Chumash describing to us how the Jewish people are set up in their creation around the Machna Shekhinah. The second Chumash discusses how Vayibin Soya Ha'oran, a whole Chumash of two psukim. Let us this afternoon discuss the third Chumash. The third Chumash discusses the sins of the Jewish people and the Midbar. And this is very important for us. Because The Jewish people in the Midbar is our, is, this is the foundation of the Jewish people. Now let us start off with the first story. The first story is a mystery. The Jewish people were complaining. And the Torah says, They started looking for Taiva. They were yearning for, for mundane, for Gashmias. Vayeshuvu vayivku gam b'nei Yisrael. And the Jewish people were saying, Mi yachileinu basar. We want meat. Zacharnu v'sadoga shanechal v'mitzrayim chinam v'sakishuyim v'savatichim v'sachotzir v'sabesolim v'sashumim We don't know the translation of all these things. Even though modern Hebrew tells us some of these things, but we don't know if it's true. But one of the things we know that b'tzalim means onions. And Shumi means garlic. We want Kishuyim, Avatichim, we want onions and garlic. 
Va'ato nafshenu yevesho ain kol. We don't have what to eat. Did you ever, did this ever come home from the yeshiva? Nishduva se'esni. Open the refrigerator. You can't, you can't put a pin in there. Nishduva se'esni. But listen to this complaint. Bilti el hamon le'einenu. All there is is mon. What is mon? The Torah tells us what mon is. The mon, I don't have to read the psukim. You all know the psukim. The mon had in itself every taste in creation. Whatever you wanted to taste, you tasted in the mon. The color of the mon was diamond. Why diamond? Because a diamond... When the sun shines in the diamond, it has, every, it has every color of the rainbow. The man had every beauty and every taste. And sometimes you have a, 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 a good yid in it that doesn't want to buy from Mil Mata Kugel, as delicious as it is. She wants you to make it by herself. She wants to enjoy that she made a Kugel for Shabbos. Shotu ha'om veloktu v'tochnu berechayim oidochu b'medecho u'bishnu b'apodur v'osu oisa ugois, Rashi says... They didn't bake, they didn't cook. But they tasted, it was delicious as if they baked it. They had the satisfaction that this delicacy, this I made. When the mommy came to the table with a, with a plate of mud, and at every taste and every beauty, she felt this is her kugel that she sweated on. And the Jewish people did not want mud. What did they want? We want onions and garlic and meat. And meat, bosser. Now, the whole concept of meat is a mystery. Because Rashi asks, they had millions of head of cattle. They had millions of head of cattle. These people were very, very rich. They came out of Mitzrayim with Sainu Bokar. They had as much meat as they wanted. Even more complicated is, that in Bashalach says with Furish, that the man came in the morning, and at night they had meat. But they had, they had slav. They had meat. They had everything they needed. No, we want meat. We want onions and garlic. This is mamash a mystery. How did Moshe react? Listen, listen to a pasuk. Moshe Rabbeinu says, alright, I'm resigning. Listen. Listen what's going on here. Moshe Rabbeinu came down and saw an eagle. He didn't resign. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't resign. He saw an eagle. He made Seder. He took the eagle. And he was mashed up in Israel. He made Seder. Here he fell back. What did I do? That I can't, I can't take it. I don't have meat. Everything you have. You created the Yamsuf, you opened up the heavens, you brought down the man, you brought a bear from Miriam. We don't have meat from. I don't have meat. This is too much for me. I can't take it. It's too much for me. You know what Hashem says? Alright, I'll accept the resignation. Listen to the passage. Moshe, come on! Pep up! Go right there! Continue! Alright. Gather seven, seven, seven men from the elders of the Jewish people that you know that they're the elders and they are the, 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 the ones, Shaitrans, we know that they were most beneficial to the Jewish people. And I will take, I will take off from the Ruach, from your Kedusha on them. And they will carry the people with you and you won't be by yourself anymore. All of this, I think, is just one big mystery. What's happening here? All of a sudden, the Jewish people want meat. They want onions. They want garlic. The man isn't good for them. The man isn't good for them. 
Moshe Rabbeinu says, if that's the case, I don't have me to give them, please. I resign. Hashem says, all right, have no prayer, accept your resignation. You'll have a shiv miskenim. From that, but that day on, there was a concept of Sanhedrin. And then, what happened was, as we know, the Jewish people were punished. And from this day on, let us read the, the last third Chumash. Almost every, most parishes describe the Chatab of the Jewish people. This was the beginning. The beginning of the Chumash of the sins of the Jewish people. If the Baalaischa, I don't know if it has Shaykhis, we have a, a parish of Miriam. Then starts Shlach. I don't have to describe to you what Shlach is. The Miraglim. If the Shlach comes, Koyrach. We all know what Koyrach was. If the Koyrach comes, Chukas. And the Chukas, again, we find the Chet of Moshe Rabbeinu himself. And if the Chukas comes, Bolok. And we know then the Pash is Bolok. Until finally Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron Akoyin saves the Jewish people. The Jewish people obviously took a new, a new line which almost brought them to absolute destruction. Bolok, Pinchas, and then this Pashas Matas Masi, which is something else. Now let me try to explain what's happening over here. What's happening over here really is that the Jewish people actually rejected Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what's happening. The Jewish people rejected Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu said in so many words, he said, they don't, they want, they don't, they, if they don't want me, then I don't, uh, there's no way that I can continue. They rejected the Jewish people. They rejected Moshe Rabbeinu. Now let me explain what's happening. In the first Chumash, the Torah describes the Jewish people. The Torah describes how the Jewish people were a machne of the Shechina. Which means the Shechina was the Neshama of the Jewish people. And there was a Moshe Rabbeinu. It's very interesting that there's no halachit in the, the first Chumash of Amidbar. But there's a little story like this. Am Yisrael, Hashem told the Jewish people to make a carbon Pesach. Remember? And then it came a story with Pesach Sheni. There were people that were unclean, they could not bake a Pesach. And they came to Moshe Rabbeinu and they said, Why should we be omitted from the carbon? What did Moshe answer? What did Hashem say? Pesach Sheni. Now, in our generation, we know that there are Talmidei Chachamim. There are great Jewish people today. The Gemara calls Jewish sages Moshe. His expression in the Gemara, Moshe Shabbat Karmas. You're right, Moshe, you're right. His name wasn't Moshe, his name was Yitzchok. But a, Jew, a great Jewish sage is called Moshe. Imagine you have a big Talmud Chochem, a great rabbi, who lives in Borough Park, or in Mansi, or in Yushalayim, or wherever he lives. And someone comes and says, Rebbe, I had a problem. Yesterday, it was Rosh Hashanah, and before Tekiah's Shafer, my little boy fell in a terrible cut. I had to rush him to the hospital. I took him to the hospital, and I didn't hear Shafer. I didn't hear Shafer. Why should I? I mean, it wasn't my fault. It was Pekoch Nefesh. Pekoch Nefesh. I asked the Rav. The Rav says, run to the hospital. I ran to the hospital. No Shafer. La Manigara. Why should I be a middle for Mr. Tekiah's Shafer? So the Rav says, wait a second, I'll talk to Hashem. And Hashem says, well, if you didn't hear Shafer, you can hear Shafer on some Gedalia. There's no such thing. I think we all know no such thing. Rabbi says, you'll hear Shafer next year. He says, Rabbi, I want to hear Shafer. So he says, Rabbi says, you know, the mitzvah that you say the little Jewish child is bigger than the Shafer. I don't know what he'll tell him. The Jewish people can't say, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, you know, we were told we didn't have a Bakar in Pesach. Moshe Rabbeinu says, yeah, all right, I'll talk to Hashem. Hashem says, yeah, all right. Didn't have Karim Pesach next month, they should make Karim Pesach. Isn't that exciting? This is a little story. Now, after all this introduction, let me come down to the point that I'm trying to introduce at this moment. <clears throat> the Jewish people asked for meat. That's what they asked for. They asked for meat. What is the opposite of meat? The opposite of meat is milk. 
In Judaism, there is milk and meat. Really, milk and meat, milk and meat have something very much in common. The Gemara says, really, <coughs> meat is red on the basis of blood. The Gemara says, Dam nechar Actually, the milk is the blood that turns into, becomes purified and becomes milk. There's a difference between milk and meat. The difference between milk and meat is as follows. The Gemara says, Chazal tell us, a teenage, a child, when he nurses from the mother, he tastes every taste. The mother eats all kinds of food. This little child, he can't eat a piece of bread. He can't eat a piece of... He can't eat a piece, a piece of... All, the, all the, the delicacies that you have in this world, apples, pears, bananas, all the delicacies you have in this world, a little baby can't digest it. The Gemara says a baby tastes every taste in the world. Every taste in the world. Why? Because he nurses from the mother. When you nurse from the mother, then you, you, you get every taste, every beauty in the world. When, when there's a situation of meat, meat is something else completely. Meat is, you take the animal, you're not nursing from the animal, you take from the, from the foot, from the, from the body of the animal, you have a piece of meat. If you don't know what I'm talking about, let, him, let me continue and you'll understand very well. When Moshe Rabbeinu was living, or Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu was governing the Jewish people, he actually, and there's a Chazal that say these words, Shnei Shodayach Kishnei Ephori, your two nursemaids are, who are the two nursemaids? Moshe and Aaron. When Moshe Rabbeinu was living, the Jewish people actually nursed straight from Hashem. Now we have to realize what this means. A little boy gets up in the morning, a Jew gets up in the morning, he has to eat. He has to eat. He has to eat. Open the refrigerator and find what to eat. Not in time of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Jewish people came to Moshe, Moshe, we need food. Moshe Rabbeinu said, food? Food comes from Hashem. And he brought down mon. You know what, you know what mon is? Mon is food. That Hashem, this is Hashem's food. You know what color mon is? You know what color mon is? What color is apples? What color is bananas? What color is mon? Apples you get from the grocery man. The grocery man either smiles or frowns. He has one color and he gives you one color. Modest from Hashem, every color, like a diamond, every color. What's the taste of man? When Hashem gives food, what does it taste like? Every beauty, every taste. That's what man was. Man was you live directly from Hashem. This is a type of life. Now, you go to a rav and you say, Rabbi, I have a shayla. What does the rabbi say? What does the rabbi say? He says, wait a second. He opens up. He goes, he goes out. The rabbi is not supposed to. He he's supposed to, but he doesn't have to know everything. He takes out a sefer. He looks at the Shulchan Aruch. The time of Rabbeinu didn't work like that. Moshe Rabbeinu, we have a shayla. You know what Moshe Rabbeinu said? Wait a second. I'll ask Hashem. I'll ask Hashem. I'll ask Hashem. This is a different type of life. Today you come to the rabbi and you say, Rabbi, yes, I didn't hear shofar. So the rabbi says, too bad. You know what too bad is? Because for the rabbi, it's too bad. Will Hashem ever say too bad? The Jewish people came to Moshe and says, Moshe, we didn't make a carbon Pesach. You know what Moshe says? Wait a second, let's ask Hashem. You know what Hashem says? Next month, make a carbon Pesach. Isn't that beautiful? Well, if you live on Hashem's table, that's what happens. And the prayer describes how the Jewish people were set up. Here's the Hashem, here's, here's the Neshama, and here's Gershon, and here's Kos, and here's Merari, you hear? And here's Yehuda, and here's Reuven, and here's Naphtali, and here's Menashe, and this is one big family with Hashem in the midst. This is the type of life that the Torah designated for the Jewish people. To live with Hashem, and Kaviyochel to, to nurse milk. Kaviyochel.
The Jewish people said, and starts the third Chumash, there's a new, starts a new Chumash, Jewish people said, Rebbe, you know, this is all very beautiful, Hashem is very beautiful, Torah is very beautiful, but this is just, just plain too much for us. This is too feel. I don't like this life. You know what we want? We want meat. We don't want milk. We want meat. We want a stick flesh. We want a piece of onion and a piece of... What's so delicious about onion? There's nothing so delicious about onion. We don't want mom. We don't want to eat on Hashem's table. Imagine, imagine, Rabbi said, we have a wonderful crowd here of all Haredim people. Could you imagine if you would be invited, let's say, who should I say? To be a guest in Nechsam Seifer's house. Wouldn't you love to eat a lunch in Nechsam Seifer's house? Right? Imagine you eat lunch in Nechsam Seifer's house. Nechsam Seifer invites you for supper. He says, don't go away. Stay around. Then it's a sleepover. You know, you live by me. You know what? <laughs> Let me go home. Let me go home. I'll come eat lunch by you. I'll eat supper by you. But to, li- to live in the Chsamsefer's presence? Would you like to live in the Chsamsefer's presence day and night? Let me go home, let me relax. I don't want to watch television, but let me relax. You know, you come home, you take off your stockings, you lay down in bed. <laughs> let me relax. You eat, mom, mom. <laughs> let me, I, I, I want to eat a pizza. <laughs> it's not because the pizza is more delicious than the mom. That's not the point. Mom, what is this? This is bread of, of angels. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to be an angel. I don't want to be an angel. I don't want to be an angel. You know who your Rebbe is? Moshe Rabbeinu. What's Moshe Rabbeinu? He has a shayla, he asks Hashem. You and Hashem, direct connection. Woo! That's too much for me. Leave me out of it. Nine o'clock, I come into the kernel, I sit and learn. I come home at night, and Bazil Taba said, make a study with your wife. That's enough for me. Live with Hashem. My Shrebeinu is our rabbi. Hashem says, Hashem says, Hashem says, woo! Let us live. That's what the Jewish people said. Enough, we don't want this. His avu taiva. We want taiva. We want a little mundane life. We want a piece of onion, a piece of garlic, a piece of meat to nurse straight from Moshe Aaron. We don't want this. We don't want this type of life. It's too much for us. You know what the Jewish people complained about? It's interesting. Rashi says, they complained, they said, you know, the man was nivah by the Eivorim. It absorbed in the Eivorim. And they didn't have to, for 40 years, they didn't go to the bathroom. For 40 years, Jewish people didn't go to the bathroom. And you know what they complained? This is after 40 years. They said, this is too much. For, they said, did you ever see a human being that intakes and doesn't, doesn't, go, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't give out? Rashi says, so if the end will be that our stomach is going to plot, I will end our stomach to plot. Could you imagine 40 years not going to the bathroom? You still, you, you still, you still think the problem is going to plot? You talk to think for 40 years it's gathered in your stomach? Hashem should help us. You know, three days, Hashem is Baruch should help, should help all of us. A, a child sometimes three days. You know, I remember when I was a kid, they ran to the specialist. He didn't move his bowels for two, three days. 40 years, they didn't move their bowels. And they said, you know, the end is our stomach is going to plot. What's, what does that mean? And they, they were so excited about going to the bathroom. What, what do they want? But they said, very right. They said, you know, we're angels. We're angels. You know what happens to an angel? There was once a Malach Gavriel. He said, you know, I'm turning over his dome. You know what happened to Gavriel? He was thrown out of the, of, of, of the paragraph for how many years? For how many was thrown out? When you're in Hashem's presence, you've got to watch every word. So they said, you know, we're eating mon. We're nursing straight from Hashem. We are, we are eating mom, we're like angels. All I'll do is say one wrong word, one drop of Russian horror, and then Hashem says, if you're not an angel, if you're human, then our stones will just, will just plot. We don't want to be angels, we want to be human beings. And Elder the Medot knew this secret. The Torah tells us, Vayahi, there were two, let me just explain whoever doesn't remember. Hashem said to take Shiv Mizkenim, to take 70 elders. Now 70, we know that if you have 12 times 6 is 72, 12 Shvatim, they pick 6 Tzadikim from every Shevet. There were 72. Who do you, th- who do you take out? 
So they made lots. They put in 72 pieces of paper into a, into a, into a utensil. On a seven, they, they, they wrote Nosi. On a two, it was empty. And all that this came in, each one picked, picked out, decide, will you be a Navi? Are you, a, are you on the Sanhedrin? There were two modest people, Eldod Umedod. And they didn't even walk in. So Chazal said they were modest. They said, we don't want. We, we're for sure, we're for sure taken out. We're not ready to be Zikanim. That's the historical fact, and that's the Pshat, what Chazal tells us. There's something very deep. Then they were outside, and really they were, they were, they were supposed to be Zikanim. Obviously, modest people, they get the best. And they started saying, Ruach HaKodesh. You know what they said? They said, Moshe Mes, the Yeshua Manchil is Yisrael. They said, prophecy for the first time, Moshe is dying. Moshe is going to die. Elazar, the son of Moshe, came running, and he said, Elder Ramadu is saying, saying, saying prophecy. And Rashi says, you know what they're saying? And Yeshua says, Adani Moshe, cry and wipe them out. And Moshe says, Moshe Ben says, Hamakan Atali. Now, in the light of how we described it, let me tell you what happened. What happened was, Elder Demeter says, we're not going to participate in this whole situation. What's happening is, the Jewish people rejected Moshe Rabbeinu. We rejected Moshe Rabbeinu. We don't want mom. We want meat. We don't want, we don't want to live with Hashem. We want, a, we want a mundane life. We want to learn Torah. Absolutely. And Hashem says, if you reject, reject Moshe Rabbeinu, if you reject me, then Moshe Rabbeinu says, what can I do? I'm resigning if they don't want me. I'm not going to force it into them. And Hashem said, take 70 Zikanim, and they will govern the Jewish people according to Torah, but never will they say, Imdu Hashem. Never will they say, I'm going to ask Hashem. Never will they be able to bring in the word of Torah. This greatness, this closest to Hashem will never be. A new generation for Jewish people. Rabbanim, tzaddikim, beautiful, but not Moshe Rabbeinu. Elder Demeter says, I'm not going in, I don't want to participate in this. I want Moshe Rabbeinu. And they stood out, and they started saying prophecy. And said, the Jewish people, you know what you did? Moshe Mes, the Yeshua Manchilis Yisrael. You know what you did? You killed Moshe Rabbeinu. You rejected Moshe Rabbeinu. You asked for a piece of meat. You don't want the meat, you have manas more delicious than meat. You just don't want Moshe Rabbeinu. You don't want to live like angels. You want to live with a piece of meat and a piece of garlic and a piece of onion. You don't want Moshe Rabbeinu. And Elder Demeter said the truth. Moshe Mes. And then the son of Moshe comes running. You know what Elder Demeter said? And Yeshua says, wipe them out. So Moshe says, Hamakan Atali. Now, now you're realizing it. Where were you yesterday? Meeting Kol Hashem Amnesham Let them be the Nevi'im. You rejected me. It's too late. And this is a beautiful piece of history that Tachazal is telling us, the beginning of Am Yisrael's Chatoim. And everything continued all on this line. The Jewish people wanted Torah, wanted Yiddishkeit, everything. But just not too close. Just not too much. Loz <laughs> Mechleben. I remember I was once talking to Shidduch for, for, for a girl. Her father was a Pashtayit and she was a very special girl for Basyankiv. I spoke up, I said, Bochur, go out, Choshev, Bochur. Mama, she was a special girl, a very, very Choshev, Bochur. Her father didn't want. Her father says, Ich will nicht oi, 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 nicht will nicht ai, ai, ai. <laughs> You know, it's just too much for me. It's just too much for me. You know, leave me alone. I don't want my daughter to marry a Sefer Torah. It's just too much for me. I want her to marry a nice, good, religious boy. But you know, but, <laughs> you know everything was his proportion. Everything was in proportion. The Jewish people said, look, enough. Meshur Rabbeinu, you know, you leave us alone. You talk to Hashem. We want Shivim's Kenim. We want to eat a piece of onion. It should be kosher. Be kosher. Chas v'shalom. Treif, chas v'shalom. A kosher piece of onion. A kosher piece of garlic. A kosher piece of meat. We don't want milk. We don't want to be... We want to be yonik from Hashem. To nurse straight from Hashem. To live in the machna of Hashem. The first Chumash Bamid describes how the Jewish people, how Hashem was their neshama. You know what neshama means? Hashem was their life. This is just plain too much for us. And this started it. And the next thing was the Miraglim. And I don't want to discuss what Miraglim is. That was the exact chet of the Miraglim. What happened to the Miraglim? Miraglim says, it's too much for us. 
What, what kind of silliness is too much for us? What does that mean? There are giants. Giants, you just came out of Mitzrayim. You remember the Tzvardeya? You remember Tzvardeya in Paris' stomach? One little Tzvardeya goes into a giant's nose. Boop! Oh, he's a giant. You saw Hashem, how many frogs Hashem had? Hashem just threw a few frogs at the giants. Oh, he's a giant. Kinim. Just, you know, Hashem's little Kinim likes, you know, that's a, well, it's a wonderful market. Like, you know, like, like, like in Israel. It's <laughs> a wonderful market. The whole floor full of lice. Today in the modern generation, they came back to us again. Hashem will send the lice on the, on the giants. Too much for us. You know what they tainted? They said like this. Look, who took us out of Mitzrayim? Hashem. And Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim? It was a joke. We come, we come to a, a, an ocean. Boom! It opens up. When Hashem takes us out, you know what? We don't want to go with Hashem. We don't, that's, that's what we don't want. We don't want Hashem to lead us. Because if Hashem leads us, it's not simple. Hashem leads us, we're close to Hashem. We want a normal, how do you say it? A normal, kosher, Jewish. How, my, my, my English is, is very weak. You understand? It should be called, you understand? We want to go to a hotel. You understand? There should be a nice entertainment, and there should be a Shabbos elevator, and Chol of Yisrael. You know, but just... Uh, <laughs> we don't want Hashem to lead us into Eretz Yisrael. We had enough of... Hashem should be We had enough of, of this kind of, of Moshe Rabbeinu Sanhagen. The Terrace is, we're going with our Zchuyos. Our Zchuyos. We can't, we, can't, we can't cope with giants. We can't cope with giants. The next parish is Kairach. And Poyrach said... In so many words, we don't want Moshe Rabbeinu. In so many words. We don't want Moshe Rabbeinu. We want to live a normal life. We want to be Jewish people. Live a normal life. Moshe Rabbeinu is just too much for us. And the next parasha is Bolok. The Torah says, what happens if you don't want to live with Hashem? Then Bolok says, alright, you don't want to live with Moshe Rabbeinu. So then comes Bnei Smoyov. And makes an end to the whole situation. Which is not really our discussion. That's the end of the whole story, which is a beautiful, beautiful Chumash. Now, <coughs> this was a Dvar Torah, and I'm going to try to, to translate it into our, into our, our concepts. Now, <coughs> what should I tell you? Really, really, we spent two beautiful days together, three beautiful days together. We heard beautiful concepts. Rabbi Tab is sitting here and giving us suggestions. Do you hear the suggestions? Beautiful suggestions. The first suggestion is to quarantine yourself 40 days, no newspapers. You know, we don't need newspapers. That's not our problem. That's not the problem, the newspaper. You know, we have to know the newspaper. That's not the problem. The problem is the kind of life we live. That is the problem. Now, we heard discussions of emuna of bitochen. Emuna bitochen, relying on Hashem, not being worried. A whole, a whole setup, a whole setup of life, a whole setup of life, how you can live with Hashem. You can live, Hashem can be within us. Don't worry about Panasa. How did Rabbi say it? It was just, I think the ladies weren't there by the men. It was so, let me just relate it to this side of the Mechitzen. Rabbi Tabakot said such a beautiful story. Listen to the story. A fellow walks in, a fellow called up his wife. This side of the Mechitzen heard it. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm not supposed to say the secrets from one side of the to the other. Rabbi Talbot was saying how to, how to keep Shalom Bait. So listen, Hashem, he should, he's not here now. He should make I'm, not, I'm, not making, I'm not making fun of him. But let me, let me tell you how he described it. A man, walk, a man calls up his wife. I have to catch a plane. I'm asking, do me a favor. At 5 o'clock, have my supper ready. He says it nicely. The wife says, don't worry. 5 o'clock, your supper be 100% ready. He comes at 5 o'clock. He's in a rush. And he wants to sit, you know, wants to sit to her supper. And his wife was on the phone and talking to her friend. And she, he sees him, hi, you know, hi. And she continues talking. So there's two things that he could do. Either he could say, you know, uh, what are you, who are you talking to? You told me to sell me five, 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 at five o'clock and I came home. And first thing she was embarrassed because, because the friend heard how her husband screaming at her. So she says, you know, I'll call you back later. She says, why do you scream like an animal? She says, it's enough that I didn't get supper to cook. The kids are, the whole discussion, you can imagine, the mother-in-law came into the, the, the whole picture. The kids are, it's a whole story. 
Then there's another story. The same thing Rabbi Taba says, you could walk in, before you walk in, he walks in, his wife is on the phone, the supper isn't there, that means Hashem didn't prepare for me supper. Why didn't Hashem prepare for me supper? Why didn't Hashem prepare for me supper? Let me think back into my day, do I deserve the supper? No. <laughs> what did I do to deserve the supper? <laughs> Can I put this into parentheses? Let me tell you. Rabbi Tal once caught me smoking. Rabbi Tal once caught me smoking. So he told me such a beautiful word. He says to me, he says, Shimshin, he says, that's my name, I think you know. Shimshin, he says, you really deserve it. You really deserve it. Look, if you eat a piece of bread, doesn't mean because you deserve it. Doesn't mean because you're a good Jew, because you have to eat a piece of bread. You have to be a Hashem, you have to eat. But a cigarette, that's something extra. You really deserve it. You're a tzaddik, you're a Talmud Chochim. If you think you deserve the cigarette, then enjoy it. Well, I didn't, you know, I started thinking, you know, <laughs> you know, he just, he just ruined it, you know. <laughs> he says, if you deserve it, if you deserve it, enjoy it, it's all yours. You know, so, you know, you know, I know, I know what I deserve. So, if he walks in, now, so, so, Rabbi Tal was teaching us, everything is animaimim. Now, this is a beautiful insight, but this is not simple. This is a new type of life. A new type of life. To live with Hashem. It's a new type of life. The Torah tells us that here's where Am Yisrael started off. His Avu Taivo. We don't want this type of life. To live with Hashem. And here is with all destruction. All the Chorban. All tragedy the Jewish people was. Because they weren't, live, they weren't ready to live this type of life. Living with Hashem. And where is their mistake? Their mistake was... Because they, because our impression, and we're talking now Torah, their impression was that living with Hashem is something, how, how should I say it, on our part. We have to live up to the situation. I brought a beautiful marshal. Imagine being steady, living in the Chassam Sefer's house. Could you imagine? It's just too much for me. Because, I don't know how to say it, the Chassam Sefer, well, I, I mean, Chassam Sefer, but... Let's say in, in the simple way of understanding, he's not gonna, he's not gonna hold us. He's not gonna. We have to live up to him. So the Jewish people said, "We have to live up to this beauty of life. It's too much for us." They didn't realize that if you live with Moshe Rabbeinu, you live with Hashem. Hashem gives you the koyach and the strength and the beauty and the greatness that you can live with Hashem. Now let me bring you a very beautiful marshal, Moshe Rabbeinu. I don't know how many, how many of you are involved in Kiri V'chaykim. Many times you go to a friar person, a completely unreligious person, and you talk to him logic, you talk to him sense. Your life is just, it's just efforts, it's just, it's just, it's one big disaster. Look how beautiful, and they say it. They say it. You ever see how they describe it? The smile on the Yeshiva Bacha's face, the happiness, they don't know what is going on. But let's not uh, go... <laughs> But, you know, the smile, the happiness, the simcha sachayim. And to a certain extent, it's true, the simcha sachayim that we religious people have. And they're yearning for it. And they cannot, and, and you tell him, come, sit and learn Torah, sit and learn Torah. He can't. You know why? Now, he doesn't know the, pro the real problems of being, of, of being religious. He doesn't know the real problems. He doesn't know because he didn't taste it yet. But he has one big problem. Now let me try to put this in simple words. He says to himself like this, look, my personality as today, my life is today, I am what I am. He is a, let's call it, non-religious fellow. Here's a guy with a beard and payas, without a beard, without a payas, here's a, 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 a lady who is, who is talking to this young girl, and she has a, she has a shaitl, she has a tichel, and it's two worlds, two different personalities, two different hashkafas achayim. So he says to himself, look, what he wants is that I should become him. I should stop being me, and I should be him. I don't want to be him. I want to be me. Anything? Anybody understand what I'm talking about? I don't want to be him. I want to be me. Now, if I become religious, that means I'm him. I have to give away my personality, give away my life, and become someone else. I don't want to be him. I want to be myself. 
And this is a mistake. Because the truth is, when you, when you take yourself oil Torah, you don't become someone else. You find the beauty within yourself. You find how beautiful you can live. When you go to a chiloni, you go to a non-religious person, and you tell him to keep Shabbos, you know what he thinks? You know what he thinks? I don't think we realize it. By these people, Shmira Shabbos is Gehenna. Shmira Shabbos, excuse the expression, is hell. You know what it means, Shmira Shabbos? I was once going on the train. Let me tell you how a guy describes Shabbos. I was going on the train in the subway, and a Shabbat walks over to me, and he says to me, he says, God doesn't want you to walk around all day not touching anything. He walks over these words. He says, God doesn't want you to walk around all day not touching anything. I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, what? <laughs> and then I realized that he was a Schwarzer. He was in a Jewish house. And, he, and, and, this, and, and as I said, take off the light. They can't touch muksa, you know? So, so he says, God doesn't want you walking around all day not touching anything. That's his concept of Shabbos. Walk around all day not touching anything. <laughs> That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is one big prison. We can't touch anything. Johnny, move, move the candlesticks. So what does he think? So, he, so you tell a chilonah to keep Shabbos? Put me in prison? Make me paralyzed? That's what Shabbos is. Make a person paralyzed. He can't touch, he can't open a light switch. He can't this, he can't this, he can't that. That's what, that's what Shabbos is? That's not what Shabbos is. Shabbos is beauty. Shabbos is, Shabbos is Hashem. Time ki toiv Hashem. Taste and see how beautiful Hashem is. Now we, that we're already within Hashem's beauty, so we say Shabbos, we say to the Schwarze, he says, and you say, Johnny, if you would taste one Shabbos kugel, you would taste one moment of Shabbos, you'd go crazy. What it means a Shabbos table. What it means a Shabbos davening. What it means enjoyment of Shabbos, where Shabbos should be. But he is out of it. He doesn't understand. The same thing when it comes to us. When, when people tell us, look, get rid of the newspapers. Get rid of the newspapers? That means not be me. What is newspapers? Newspapers is, is personality. You know what's going on in the world. It's, it's everything. I'm not, it's not, I don't need the piece of news. That's not the point. That's not the point. I don't have to know, you understand, what happened in Red China. That's not the point. It's a concept of life. Do I live with Hashem? Is that my life? All I have is mom, 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 mom. Hashem, Hashem should forgive me. And Hashem says, Time Ruki Toiv Hashem. Try it. You'll see how beautiful you can be. You won't lose your personality. It'll be you. So sometimes you have a guy, you understand? He walks into the davening in the morning and he has to get to the office. And the shachas says it take 10 minutes. It can't take more than 10 minutes. Tell him, you know, you daven shachas 25 minutes or 30 minutes or 45 minutes. You know, that's like telling a friar guy. To keep Shabbos. Means I should be in prison every day for 45 minutes? It's, it's hell. It's Gehenim. Time Ruki Toiv Hashem. See how beautiful is a davening. To sit, ruyik, quietly, talking to Hashem. Have all the time in the world. See how beautiful life can be. It's a different kind of a life. Time Ruki Toiv Hashem. And this, my Rebbe Rabbi said, was the first destruction of the Jewish people. They didn't want this type of life. It was too much for them. His Abu Taiva. We don't want Bashir Rabbeinu. We don't want this situation. We want Taiva. We want to eat a kosher piece of onion. But it should be kosher. But it should be an onion. That's what we want. And that's what Bashir Rabbeinu says. They're rejecting me. And they went down and down and down until they reached where they reached. And here is where I'm, where I'm going to finish my lecture. Merev Rabbi Yisai. I would like to say something which I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm exaggerating, but maybe I am. But I but for many of us maybe not. I mentioned that people when I go when I when I go to America from sometimes I'm a South America, sometimes in Israel, I come from both sides. Rabbi, I want to tell you something. When you, when you take a chiloni and you put him in a seminar, you make a revolution. You make a revolution. And as I said, one of the biggest problems is how to go home. How to go home. It's not simple. 
How to go home? You're walking back into Tzafon Tel Aviv and all of a sudden he gets a yarmulke. He walks into, he walks into his neighbor. He says, Yaakov, Ishtagata? <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy? What's so, what's so crazy about a yarmulke? How much does a yarmulke weigh on the head? What's so crazy about a tichel? I never weighed a tichel. How many ounces away the tichel? It's a change. You're changing your life. Are you crazy? What's so crazy about it? What's so crazy about it is because you're changing your personality. Until now, you were, you, you were let's, let's say his name was Yaakov. And now, well, he doesn't have to change his name, but now he became, he became a rabban. He became a different person. I became a different kind of a person. You're losing your personality. You're losing yourself. And it's hard for him to explain. I found myself. And whatever I say, in these seminars, it's exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Because if we want to really to get any ta'elis, this is not a discussion of, 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 of a newspaper less, a newspaper more, a radio less, a radio more, a tape less, a tape more. It's not the point now. That's behind the point. Because, because if you understood deeper what, what we were taught by the Israel, and what the whole concept of it is, that we can lead a different type of life completely. We can in this generation live with Hashem. We can in this generation live like the first Chumash in Bamidbar. That there is an Kodesh in middle, and this is our Nishama, and we actually are surrounding, and we are a part of one piece of Kedusha. This is a type of life. This is not a problem of, of yes newspapers, not newspapers. It's a shy of how do you live? Now when the Basil tells to walk in the house with an Imam Murishlema Shabari Yisale, the Rambam says, and let me quote the Rambam, Vida, Vida, Ki hasechel ashashofo aleinu mi Hashem Yisale, the sechel which Hashem gave us our mind, who had dibuk asher beineinu leveinoi. This is our attachment. And at the moment you're thinking of Hashem, Hashem is with you. And he says, Va'ato, he says, if you are busy, if you're busy eating something, and it's a mitzvah and everything, but you're not thinking of Hashem, I'm quoting, He's not with you and you're not with Him. Because when you think of Hashem, Hashem is with you. So really, if we are taught that you walk into the house, and it's a beautiful story, it's five o'clock, and there's no lunch, and Rabbi Taba told us, walk with Ani Mamin. I'm telling you, this is the truth. You know what it means to walk with Ani Mamin? It means walking with Hashem. That if you think of Hashem, Hashem is with you. Walk in and bring Hashem into your house. And your house is a base Hamikdash. And the Jewish people didn't like that. They didn't like that. It was too much for us. It was too much for us. But that's what the Torah is teaching us. This is the original beauty of the Jewish people. And especially in our generation, we have to reverse it. We have to get back to that greatness of living in, in, in a base of Migdash in Hashem's house. And here I'm going to conclude. There's a little Chumash in the middle. This is not beautiful. But Midras, three Chumashim. The first Chumashim describes how the Jewish people should look. The Jewish people should look around the Mishkan. And if they have a problem, they go to Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu talks straight to Hashem. And if they have to eat, they bring down mon. That's how the Jewish people should look. One big machta. The second, third Chumash of Amidba was, the Jewish people rejected this. This is too much for us. We don't want to live in a, in a machna. We don't want Hashem to be our neshama. We want to be good religious Jews. We want to keep the Torah. But it's just too much for us. They rejected Moshe Rabbeinu. We don't want the mom. We want meat. We want onions. We want garlic. As I said before, the meat should be kosher 100%. We don't want mom. We don't want mom. The middle parasha tells us a whole chumash. You should know Hashem tells us. That if you reject Moshe Rabbeinu, you reject this type of life. So look, look what happened. But if you don't reject this type of life, if you are going together with Hashem, if you will be able to train yourself to come into a type of living, a type of living, 
that in your house, in our generations, as we mentioned before, all, all, we're not talking about a virus. I discussed this yesterday and the Brazil was telling us. I'm not talking about papers which are usr. That's not the point. That's not the point that it's usr or mutter. That's not the point. The point is that it's not Jewish. The point is that it's not with Hashem is Baruch, the type of life. If we can cleanse our home and make it based on Migdosh, and our Shalom bias should be based on the Imamin, that there's Hashem in our life, and we're always close to Hashem, this is a new type of life, this is a revolution. And the Torah tells, It's a promise Hashem will go in front of us. Every problem, every problem, whether it's a health problem, or it's a children problem, or it's a marriage problem, or it's a panosa problem, there's a promise that if you train your life to live with Hashem, it's a promise that's a whole chumash. And when you come home, when you're out, when you come home, Shuvo Hashem, come back, Rivva is Alpha Yisrael, and dwell within the Jewish people. And Hashem will dwell within us. And there was never a generation, there was never a generation, I think you all know the Hasidah Shemashal, beautiful Hasidah Shemashal. When a king is in his greatness, in his greatness, so he doesn't go to everybody's house, only to, only to someone very rich, a beautiful palace. When a king is in Golos, anyone who lets him in, anyone who lets him in, he'll go in. But tonight, it's not evil smelling. If there's a stench, if it's dirt, he won't go in. He'll rather be in the street. There was never a generation where Hashem is Barach, is Kaviyachal, it's hard to describe, but Chazal tell us, Ms. Gerl is looking for a home, a Jewish home to come in. And if we will cleanse our Jewish homes, we cannot be, we don't have this greatness. We cleanse our Jewish homes where everything was not Yiddish, which is not Kedusha. And invite Hashem to our homes. There's a whole Chumash. Our homes will be a Oren Hashem. We'll have Hashroyas Hashchinah. We'll be Merkova Kedusha. And you'll see how, how beautiful a Jewish home can become. How beautiful Shalom Bayez could be. How, ju- how beautiful children can be. How beautiful everything could be. How beautiful problems could be. How beautiful pain can be. When Hashem is there, everything can be put in. Everything can be meaningful. Hashem is there. We have to be willing to live such a life. And it's not easy. But if we make this dedication, we make this commitment, we invite Hashem into our homes, and we ourselves are willing to live this type of life, and Hashem promises us, Hashem will be with us, Hashem shall help us, we should be